Welcome to the House Church Podcast, where we talk about church as family. I'm Daniel Sams. And I'm Christy Sams. And this is the House Church Podcast. Welcome to the House Church Podcast. I know. Um, it's how I start the show, though. We I don't need know to what practice to a new intro, other than "Hey, baby." Well, we have a pre. Hey, baby. We have a pre-recorded <laughs> intro that is super fun that our children are involved in, I'm and it's super that. great. Anyway. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, what we're gonna talk about today? I don't know. I asked you what we were gonna talk about. And then, today. then when I was about to say something, you said, "Wait, I have something." <laughs> and then you gave me like three things that you were ready to talk about. And so I'm oh, like, cool, goodness. I think that's good. I would so like your to... method is just to start recording and then put me on the spot. Have you ever listened to any of the podcasts, someone? I do. <laughs> that's how I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and a lot of times, though, people put me on the spot, but I will always be able to talk. I well, wouldn't... I might go on rabbit trails and start I'm, I'm... being silly. Oh, I'll, I'll pull you back in. It'll be all right. So I thought we should have a discussion um, for our church. Mm-hmm. Because I think, uh, first of all, we love our church and we love the people in it. And as we are navigating this, especially this COVID crisis, which I know you hate even I have another it that, word for it that I can't say, say on the podcast. It has to be a clean podcast. Right. Rated yes. C for clean. Um, but, okay, so due to that, and then just the fact that we're all sinners and broken and fallen, we've got to figure out how to live together in this world. Um, things have been kind of hard. And so as we're talking to our church and hearing people's concerns and all this stuff, um, it just come to my attention that I think we, you and I talk about a lot of things, um, but our church doesn't always know our hearts and know the discussions that we have. We, We don't spend a ton of time together and you're looking at me really weird. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm listening. I'm oh, I just... thought maybe you disagreed or something. No, uh-uh. So anyways, I thought we should have a discussion about um, just the thoughts that we're having and the things that we would like to call our church to. And I don't think anything's brand new, but maybe just having more of a discussional format about some of those topics mm-hmm. rather than like a sermon or an email or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it might be worthwhile to give a little bit of context because um, I think anybody listening knows that, like, during the COVID during shutdown. the mandates, during the mandates, um, it's just affected the church globally, uh, but especially in the U.S. And we felt it. So um, I think when we first uh, went into it, it was you know it was going to be two weeks, and it was a little bit scary slash exciting and people were kind of amped up and we were getting more time at home and less time working and so I don't know that the difficulty of it was hitting us initially um there were concerns for sure but as far as the actual suffering of it wasn't quite happening the same way and um but as time has gone on um churches have struggled Mm -hmm. and um I would say ours struggled later than most I think a lot were uh, were maybe struggling. People were like, I guess I'll watch church online. And then pastors were kind of noticing, hey, not that many people are watching online. And then, hey, people are struggling, but they can't talk to their pastor. With us, we had the benefit of we're house churches, so we would Zoom and everybody could interact. But we were early.
early on realizing, man, this is not the same. Yeah. And, um, well, and then I think we all had our own thoughts, but then we started talking to each other about it. And I don't know, I think it's been this like progressive understanding of how people really have been struggling. And I think it's different than what we thought it was going to be. Well, and I think for us, we had just started a new house church, literally like two weeks in, Mm -hmm. um, which meant we had just left another house church that was establishing. We just, not too long before that, had merged in a house church. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We have our our house churches in El Salvador and Nicaragua that were um, in place. And um, as time went on and trips to go and support internationally couldn't happen, um, we're tired of being on Zoom, and as we might want to talk about more, we simply could not fulfill all of the commands for the church over a video feed. So what do you mean by that? Um, So if we look at God's command, first of all, that we come together, Hebrews 10, we've talked about that a few times, but there's all of these one another passages in scripture, like we're supposed to confront one another when we sin against each other. Um, we're supposed to uh, have love that covers a multitude of sins. We're supposed to carry each other's burdens. We're supposed to lay hands and pray for people. We're supposed to um, we're supposed to eat together, and we're supposed to be concerned for those when we come to the table. First uh, Corinthians 11 talks about. You know, not leaving some hungry while others have extra. Like part of that is I'm I'm paying attention at the gathering. Like, is everybody able to eat? Like, are we? And mm-hmm. which I think is kind of reflective of this overarching. We're taking care of one another. We're we're, we're attentive to one another, and um, you just can't have that same level of interaction mm-hmm. on a screen. And um, so at some point we decided, hey, let's let's talk to our house church about getting together. And we had some people that even the conversation about that made them furious that we would consider meeting. Yeah. And so they left. And that well, was it. We, we talked was, about that. Yeah. yeah in another podcast, yeah. just all the leaving and um, which I think and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this, but I think people's uh, level of stress were so high and I'll include myself I don't I don't see myself as a stressed out person all the time but like I think we were carrying so many different layers of things that a lot of reactions happen just like reactionary stuff mm-hmm. and so and I don't know and I'm not speaking I think we need to acknowledge uh, from the outset that we are not at all speaking of any specific person or p- no, specific yeah. family um, we listen to a lot of other pastors we meet with a lot of people and talk about these things in in our church, out of our church, all over the country, all internationally. So we're like, we will not speak specifically about a certain thing. So please don't assume we're talking about you. Yeah. Um, Carl. <laughs> we we're don't just know kidding. anyone. There's named nobody Carl. named Carl in our church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and the humor. I'm sorry. It's okay. Because um, I lost my train of thought. Now. Sorry, I do that to you a lot. I'm sorry. I know. So we're talking about not talking about anybody specific. Lots of stress on people but yeah so so people leaving um but i had a point shoot well what i when i brought that up initially part of what i was going to bring up is that mm. oh no you go ahead i was going to say i think we were we learned yeah they were reacting but we started learning we thought zoom would be okay and i don't know that we would have known that it wasn't until we experienced it 
Because um, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Zoom is so cool. Like, you can sit in the comfort of your home and still connect with the body. And people were saying that even about their elderly relatives. And, like, you still get to be with the family. And little kids can still talk to their grandparents across the country and whatever. And so it was like, oh, this is so amazing. And then we got to do it a few times. And we're like, we hate this. Like, we hate it. I mean, I hated it. I think I know you did. My kids were like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. This isn't, like, I can't even stand it. Um, and so, but, but then other people had different perspectives. And so I think that started to like, I don't know, just resonate with us. And I mean, we, I think we felt angry like we were frustrated that like, I was frustrated. We needed it so badly well, that we need the fellowship of the saints. I, I mean, Christians need that. And I think I was able to realize really quickly that, and I, I not that I expected zoom to do everything we needed to do anyway but very quickly realized this is bad like this is not like people are struggling but you can't it's not coming through and so it would be interesting to me we would be in church and I and everybody you know you it's kind of awkward and people unintentionally cut one another off and you can't sing together well and then you can tell people aren't sharing as much and then I was finding out just as a shepherd about people individually really having a terrible time Mm -hmm. and it wasn't coming up in the gathering when it should have and then on top of it it i was having to kind of pull it out i would be like hey i haven't heard from you like what's going on and and you have to kind of lean in and then you finally after like a long time get it out of them that something's not going well but i'm like man this it wouldn't have taken a month and a half to get that out of a person before right it would have come up in in the in the gathering I, yeah. I think I notice, I don't know, I, I wonder if some people don't understand that. Like, why do we need it so badly? And I, I almost, I'm trying to figure out how to articulate, like, why we need it. And I, all I can say is that being with is, it's just powerful. Like, even as a counselor, I, I've done telehealth sessions, and it's fine, and it's, I'm thankful. Like, I was able to work during, you know, people being quarantined or whatever. But there's something different about being together, um, it's I don't know. God, it's how God made us. Yeah. I mean, it's it's as simple as that, and it's how God has commanded us yeah. to function. Um, so I think though that you know we have all these things weighing on us. We we've had other things that were just stressors, and I noticed something, and it, we we brought it up at church Sunday. But I've been struggling because here we've we've lost people from the church. Um, we have one of our house churches is thriving <laughs> and, um, and I'm not in that one. And I'm like, man, I'm the, I'm the guy who's, you know, I, I get paid something. It's not a salary, but I, you know, and I'm, I'm doing it. And I'm, I'm the guy who runs training and whatever. And I'm like, we're, and here we are struggling. And I'm like the, all those ministry insecurities that a pastor feels, I have been feeling them. Mm-hmm. And then I was realizing too, that like the things I normally do to evangelize, like I used to go and just spend the day at Starbucks Inter- like working and interacting with people, I'd maybe get to share the gospel twice a day in one of those days. And I'm like, man, I don't get to be around people who don't know the Lord. Um, I don't get to be around saints as much. And when I do, it's kind of weird and limited sometimes. I shouldn't say that. Like a lot of times it's fine. But I'm talking about on the video feed, it's weird and limited. And so just as a pastor, I feel like my church is struggling and I don't get to pastor as God made me to pastor, both yeah. from an evangelistic perspective and a shepherding perspective. And so that was just weighing on me heavy. And Sunday, um, 
we actually had most of our church here together. We met outside, and so a lot of the people that would have been on Zoom were there, and I got to share my heart a little bit. And one of the things that I brought up is, you know, I am actually doing my best when I'm with the saints. So I can be having a horrible week, but I'm so glad to be with the saints that when we're together, I'm, I am doing great right then, right? <laughs> and so people don't see that I'm struggling, not because I'm hiding it, but because in that moment, I'm doing well and I'm, I'm just soaking it in. You compartmentalize very well. I think to a certain degree, that's what it is. Um, and so I was able to share a little bit with your help, by the way. I think you helped me lean into that. And it was really wonderful because um, the church rallied around us. Um, yeah, they, they rallied and then they were genuine about yeah. where they are. And they attested to the fact that they want, they need this too. And I, I thought we should have a conversation about, um, I, I want to say this nicely because the, the phrase that comes out is it's not about you, not mm-hmm. you as the pastor, but like church isn't about us as yeah. individuals. Um, it is about the body. It is about coming together. And, um, and we say that with all the confrontation power that we need to, and also completely with love. And so we were talking, a couple of people shared about how, um, you know, on Sunday mornings, often that's when we don't want to go to church. Like something comes up or you have a horrible day or you feel sick or you feel depressed. And, and we've, we've challenged one another to say like, those are the days where, those are the times where you absolutely need to go because that's absolutely Mm -hmm. the enemy um, trying to keep you away. And so that, I think that's an example of how we need you there in all of your suffering and all of your despair, you have a role to play. And I, and it's, I want to say that in like, like you're stepping into this confident place of that where God has called you, like we need you to be there in your hard time, in your mm-hmm. suffering, because you bring glory to God when yeah. you show up yeah. that way. Well, and I think with that, you you might even in your suffering have an opportunity to minister, yeah. but also to be ministered to. Yeah. I mean, the idea is, and how interesting we had, uh, I remember somebody had shared that and kind of gotten the ice broken. Not, mm-hmm. not that you have to do that there, but there is something about when the Holy Spirit's working on somebody and they, they share something, there's either confession or a praise, and it it's clear that the Lord has is working. And then it's like something opens up mm-hmm. and, and there's this freedom to do that, that not that it, there wasn't a freedom there, but it's something's opened up. And, um, and actually some before we shared, somebody else had shared and mm-hmm. that had kind of, um, yeah. I think been, and that itself, even the confession of a struggle was a ministry in that it kind of helped. Yeah facilitate what God did that yeah. day. And I will say this isn't brand new. You know, our, our church has been doing this. Our, oh, yeah. our people yeah. are faithful and our people are genuine and honest. There was something miraculous that happened this weekend, just knowing our conversations, mm-hmm. our struggles, how you had felt things that I had felt and prayed. Mm-hmm. And then we prayed together twice, you know, a couple of times before that. And then that morning, you know, people were sick. We had to change the venue and all this stuff that would normally seem... Like that it was being messed up or like the enemy was having a victory or whatever. And here it was as we stepped back and looked at it all when it was over. It was like all you could do is just praise the Lord. Like he orchestrated this. Yeah. And and I think your vulnerability. So just a shout out to pastors to be vulnerable within reason. Right. Um, 
but I think you you demonstrated that really well, and I think the people in our church need to see, they just need to see that yeah. in you, um, yeah. that it's okay to say you're you're having a hard time or that you need them, and and I think there's a, you know, I think being direct about mm-hmm. it too. Yeah, um, which is honestly a hard thing for me. I know I have uh, tried. Well, I'm naturally an easygoing guy. Um, I am also the That's guy. Why I married you? Oh, probably so. Um, I'm also the guy that takes what you say at face value. So, if somebody could be like, "Hey, yeah, you know this, uh, this is the way it is," and I'll be like, "Okay," and even if I've got like a bad feeling that like I don't think that's what's like, going I'm on, fine. I will. Yeah. I'll hope all things. I'll believe what you're yeah. telling me, and um, you don't read into stuff. And I and which is the irony when it comes to doctrinal things. I will catch that in a second, right? <laughs> but when it comes to shepherding things, I was actually, and I've shared this with the pastors that I pray with on Tuesdays, and I got some really good counsel on how to lean in on that. Like, I've actually, I think that's a, a deficiency in my shepherding. But when I hear somebody say, well, I can't make it to church because of this, or I can't make it to church because of that, and I won't be there today because of this, and in my heart, I'm thinking, wow, all of those things, I would say, are things that should be much lower priorities than time with the family of God. And so every time I hear one of those things, it just kind of like cuts my heart a little bit because I'm like, man, I I, I would have been there. So that. But you don't want to look like you're being judgmental. Yeah, and so I might not say anything. Or recently I, I have said a couple of things. Yeah. And, and, I, and <laughs> I'm not sure it wasn't <laughs> the worst thing to do, but yeah. it, it hurt the person, you know. And... Um, well, and I can see both sides of that. It would be really hard to hear that, and it's really hard to say it. But I, I do think, and it's one thing about house church, you can't hide very well. No. Like, um, and, and and we don't, you shouldn't want to. Like, that's oh, no. why. Yeah, I hate it. That's why we're here. Like, we because we love you. We, you know, the Lord disciplines those he loves. Um, we discipline our children because we love them, and it might hurt mm-hmm. for a while, but it's because we love them so much, and it's the most loving thing to do. And so... We really, we really love our church. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, um, one of the things that, that I'm, I'm considering here is my mind always goes to that, um, uh, the Hebrews 10 passage of, um, you know, hold fast to the hope that's within you and, you know, stir one another on toward love and good works. And that's why we're not supposed to neglect the meeting of our, or the assembling of ourselves together. That's a really rough paraphrase of Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. But I think it's worth bringing up the Acts 2 passage because the language there, every now and then we don't, like I'll gloss over certain words because I'm focusing on exegeting one particular part of it. But in Acts 2, starting in verse 42, and it's, it's speaking after... Um, you know, after this wonderful move of God, all these things have happened, and it says, and they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and prayer. Um, and all came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. What, what I wanted to point out here 
is this language of they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. It's not just, a, oh, here's, here's what they were doing. It's not just a passive. They were devoted to it. It was the priority and, and the commitment because they're, they're there for the sake of the gospel. And they're making a point. This even uses language of them being together day by day. That doesn't necessarily mean that everybody was meeting every day. And I recognize this is a descriptive rather than prescriptive passage. But there's no question that God was moving in a unique way during this time. And the expectation for the families of God was to be together and be devoted to these things. And um, so, yeah, that's my, um, as we look even, even to what's happening in the world, um, we're, things for the American church are looking pretty rough right now. Um, the, the prognosis is not very good from a doctrinal perspective, from a health perspective. Um, it's not good. This is a time when the family of God needs to be together for the sake of those things, edifying and holding fast to the gospel. And historically, it's been in these seasons when God has grown the church, both in, in health and often in number as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's, I, I want to see us be devoted in that well, way. And I think an example of that would be, um, you know, there's a church in Idaho. I happen to listen to a couple podcasts of people who go to that church, but where, long story short, they showed up at City Hall and had, they sang psalms in front of City Hall and were arrested for it. And they were protesting. I mean, they were, it was a peaceful protest of um, an extension. An extension of a mask order that um, didn't seem to make any sense in that town. There were no cases of COVID, blah, 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 blah. And and was unnecessarily, uh, I mean, I recognize there's some opinion there, but was enforced for churches in ways it was not being enforced yes. for other groups. And, and so yeah. while the law was supposed to be for everybody, churches were the ones yeah. that were having to abide by it when others were not. And so there were some arrests made and and I was listening to one of the ladies who was there talk about it and she's not she's she's a strong woman and she doesn't cry often, she said. She's like I was brought to tears like I couldn't believe that here I was standing in my free country trying to sing Amazing Grace while my friend was being handcuffed and put in a cop car and taken to jail. And she's like, I never thought that would happen. And I, I think to myself, who would be with us if we did that in our town? Yeah. And, and so that's, that's my question. And I, I don't know because it's scary and it's, um, it's risky, but, you know, but I wonder if that's where we're headed. So if I'm, I'm going to be really totally transparent here. I have, um, I've had a lot of Christians in Facebook discussions and otherwise that that have absolutely sided against the church on those things, right? And I know in, in some discussions where I am, I certainly have concern over health issues related to the virus and all that kind of stuff, but I, I've made the decision that for our family, the risk of what would happen if we weren't with the church family is far greater than the risk of getting sick. Absolutely. 100%. And, um, and, so, and the freedom that we're losing by allowing certain things to just go on, even though they're not constitutional, that's another concern for me. And so, well, it starts on uh, a precedent as for I, other things. <laughs> like it, I very quickly feel pretty alone because I'm, I'm, I've thought through, I'm like, man, if, if we were in that situation, I think I would like to be standing outside that city hall singing 
and I would rather be counted among the people getting arrested for singing hymns than the people who stood by and watched. I think if I'm being really honest, what um, what I, what's come to mind is I'm like, man, if people don't prioritize even just being with the saints, are they going to prioritize the gospel when the chips are down? Mm-hmm. And um, this is kind of the practice. Like if you can't come to church when you've had a hard week or you've, you know, you want to see the game that's on or whatever, uh, you're not going to give up. If you're not going to give up your comfort just to be with the saints, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to give up the comfort to be with the saints in the back of a cop car. And um, yeah, and I think it was one of the things we shared. And I, I recognize we, this is not a, an attack on any body necessarily even in our church i'm just thinking about generally as i'm talking to people uh just in the american church that we're discussing things and it's just comfortable to them to not go to church right they'll they're like oh yeah i just sit and watch the feed online or then they're like oh yeah i guess i haven't really watched the feed in a few weeks and yeah and i'm like i'm dying i was dying to be with the church family well and i think this is part of why i wanted to talk about it because i don't think it's it's necessarily the heart of everybody who says those things i think it's People have a hard time seeing the bigger picture. I have a hard time being, seeing the bigger picture. And if, honestly, if I wasn't married to you, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what God, God's sovereignty would have done, but I, I might be one of those people. And so you've you've definitely discipled me well, and I think it's our job to disciple others well, too. Um, I don't want to be one of those people standing by. I'm terrified of that a little bit, um, but I... God has changed my heart over the years. It's not the first time I've thought about those things. I've always joked that at some point you will end up in jail and I'm going to be prepared for that. Um, I have a job and I have lots of people willing to watch the kids and I'm going to do what I can. And then maybe it'll be me in jail and just please send me books to read because I'll have Mm -hmm. plenty to do. Um, But yeah, so I think, again, sharing our heart of love (laughs) for our people and and I I think just the challenge to think Uh, of the bigger picture and then maybe even start some conversations of maybe you know is god calling us to um you know into this and then also i was a podcast i was listening today they were talking about like our children are going to have to be even more bold and more brave than even we are in this climate and in all that's going on and so we have a responsibility yeah yeah so deep thoughts deep thoughts yeah, yeah. The stuff about the kids scares me more. I know. <laughs> you know, that'll be the next but topic. But we trust God's sovereignty even in that. Well, um, our parents said the same thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, the things my granddad used to talk to me about are happening. Yeah. Right. Like that's. I remember my granddad saying, "Probably, you know, son, you're probably gonna have to be dealing with this eventually because we're just watching the trends of things." And I remember like being with him and then thinking, "Oh, maybe he's a little bit alarmist." And I'm like, "Now I'm like, nope. This is exactly what he said would happen." Yeah. And um, yeah, but man, the sovereignty of God gives me joy. Well, and, and I always take people back to scripture. Things were pretty messed up back then. Yeah, way worse. You know. <laughs> well, so, and <laughs> and I think oh, it's been a couple of years, but I remember preaching. Um, on particular sections of First and Second Peter, where joy and suffering are tied together in Scripture, and um, there's so many instances where it's that it seems that that it's not just counted all joy, like oh well, good luck with that, but it's there's actual opportunity for joy in the suffering, mm-hmm. and 
um, I, it, this was always strange to me to think about. You know, there were Christians that got crucified, mm-hmm. that sang songs and hymns and were joyful going to the cross. And it for a long time it was like, oh man, what? Like I remember having a struggle with that. Like, well, Jesus died on the cross, and he certainly wasn't happy about it. And I remember Paul Washer had made a comment that Jesus was the only person in history that died suffering under the wrath of God. Like hmm. the wrath of God was poured out on him for our sin, and so he's the he actually had to suffer under God's wrath when when we suffer. Like, we could all be crucified, and we have the opportunity for joy in it because he took that suffering. And um, that's that's pretty cool to me. And um gives me a lot of hope. So That's crazy. So, but, man, i got to be with the saints to be encouraged. So come to church. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, we, all, we also want to say, like, we understand some people are concerned at maybe more than we are, and that's okay. Yeah. And we love you, and we uh, we don't have to necessarily agree on the details for us to love and support you and so social distance wear your mask do what you need to do and you will be welcome and celebrated yeah um in the gathering i will not shame somebody for wearing absolutely and we will accommodate whatever we can um but we will be meeting well and i think uh it's worth mentioning something i've i've shared to several people lately um in our church and outside of our church uh, and because the reality is if you really do have a, a health risk or health concern, like you are the one who has to make that decision. I can give you counsel. I can, I can have my opinion on it, but I recognize you've got to make that decision between you and the Lord. But the counsel I have given is to say, you know, if you come to church, you may be exposed to the virus. It's a maybe. You'll maybe uh, get it. You'll maybe, maybe, I forget how many maybes in we're at, where you'll even know you got it, right? Maybe, maybe, maybe more as to whether or not it, you'll be sick at all. And right. then maybe, maybe more whether or not it's serious. And way, way more maybes to die. It's a lot of maybes. It's a lot of maybes. But if you do not gather with the saints... It's guaranteed you're going to suffer. guaranteed you will suffer spiritually. Um, and, I, man, just as a pastor, the, the, the things I'm finding out about now as more people are coming together people are suffering and they're acting kooky i'm acting kookier i will totally acknowledge um and i mean the kookiness (laughs) diminishes i I got together with a a brother that um that i hadn't seen in a while today and i'm like oh man we fellowship and it was good um so all that said be with the saints yes we love you hold fast to the hope when you do um anyway um i think i think that gets us there yeah all right You guys uh, have a good rest of your next podcast. Toodaloo. Thank you for joining us for the House Church Podcast. The more positive reviews we get, the more iTunes will recommend us to other people searching for a biblical church family. Thanks for listening to the House Church Podcast. For more information, visit undergroundseminary.net.